Wrestling Recommendations, episode 55. Happy Halloween. It is early, but we won't have an episode out until after Halloween. So this is the one before it. So guys, I hope you guys had some spooky treats and uh, you did some tricks. I know Travis did some tricks with a pumpkin stem. Yeah, fuck Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Eric's one that did it. Shoved it right in there. I am Eddie Shepard along with the uh, pink prime drink of Travis Lasseter tonight. Uh, thanks, Finn, for uh, getting me hooked on those damn things. My son was the one that got you hooked on Primes. I just started trying all the colors, and then I, fa- I found out the worst one was the one he had me try. So, With the um, the red, white, and blue one? Yeah, it's not my favorite anymore. I, I, I like the, uh, the pink or the blue. Don't mind the red either. White's pretty good. Green sucks. What about Glowberry? I enjoy it, but I've only had it uh, the two times because I found it, and then I bought two bottles. Well, I, I was a fan. So, guys, this week we'll be covering another NXT match as we see Walter versus Pete Dunne for the UK Championship from NXT TakeOver New York 2019. Travis, sweet spot for the black and gold brand. Yes, and this is also when they're trying to build up NXT UK and stuff too by putting them on uh you know the main nxt show for new york so um yeah it's a it's a great time man there's a ton of matches from this era from probably 2016 right on up through you know pandemic um we have a ton of nxt matches on here oh yeah uh i I know we've talked about it in the past but nxt is what got me fully back into wrestling there was a time period where i was just kind of like i'm getting kind of burned out uh and then this little show on hulu got me all in invested and i remember messaging you like dude like nxt is actually pretty good like you need we need to watch it and it became like our our weekly thing and then it moved to the network and uh it just grew from there and it became this you know a third brand and to me it was the top brand of, of wwe He's actually talking about the NXT competition show. That's what it got no, him back in. No. Uh, where they were running with uh, kegs and Titus O'Neil's busting. Per- Percy Watson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, I hate Percy Watson. <clears throat> My cough is almost gone, Travis. You can't make me laugh too hard or I cough. I've been doing so good. Like, it's gotten so much better than last week. Showtime, uh, Percy Watson. It was so bad. But Travis, this is awesome because this is Walter, which he's now known as Gunther, and Pete Dunn's first match on the podcast. So I'm really excited to get to talk about him. So let's go right on into Walter. Walter Hun was born August 20th, 1987 in Vienna, Austria. He made his professional debut in November of 2005. Around 2007, he established himself at Westside Extreme Wrestling, a German-based wrestling company that he would call home off and on until 2018. He would actually go on to be the head trainer until early 2020. 
West Side Extreme Wrestling. Upon doing research for this, I actually added a bunch of matches from West Side Extreme Wrestling to our yeah, list. There's um when I was big into collecting DVDs, they had DVDs on uh Daniel Bryan, uh I can't remember I think maybe no Sami Zayn had one. I mean they they had uh or sorry, El Generico uh had some DVDs on them, so I got familiar with uh WXW by that way. And they also were on the network for a while. They're like a partner with the network. So there's still some of their stuff on Peacock right now. Yeah. The one one of the matches I saw, it was actually um uh Walter and I'm gonna say it like that every time. Um and Timothy Thatcher versus oh, who was it? It was uh Dragonov and David Starr. So uh that match it has some pretty high praise, so I'm really excited to eventually hit that tag match. Um, and I like just adding kind of a new, more variety to the show. No, yeah. it's always good to add some stuff and and uh, expose uh, ourselves to wrestling we've never seen. So it's even uh, even in you know trip down a rabbit hole for us too. So excited for that. Absolutely. In May 2015, Walter would make his debut in Progress Wrestling. Progress would be one of the premier British wrestling organizations. Pretty much a who's who has gone through progress. Drew McIntyre, uh, Finn Balor as Fergal Devitt or Prince Devitt. Um, and then, of course, we'll talk more about Pete Dunne and British Strong Style. They were kind of a big centerpiece of that, too. Essentially, NXT UK was a bigger version of progress. Yep. Pro they, they pretty much rated the talent of progress, Rev Pro, um was it icw uh that's pretty much what nxt uk became i got to see a progress show when i went to wrestlemania that year they were do you like, remember it, any matches it all kind of blurs together because i saw those evolve shows with the progress shows so and they were on in the same building so in my mind i know i went to a progress show but i i, know, I can't remember the matches because a lot of the same people were on the cards because they were using the same talent. Yeah. I remember you telling me you were like, I'm burned out of wrestling. I got to, I got to like, like decompress for like a couple of weeks. Cause you saw so much wrestling that weekend. It was like show after show after show. I left one, went to another. So it was, it was wild. Uh, everybody should do it one time, but I was ready to just not see any wrestling for about two weeks after that. It's funny. Throughout Walter's time in progress, he would feud with the likes of Rampage Brown, Chris Hero, Travis Banks, and Matt Riddle. He also formed a team around this time known as Ring Kampf, saying that the ring was sacred. This included Timothy Thatcher, Ludwig Kaiser, and also, uh, oh my goodness. Alexander Wolf. Alexander Wolf. yes. Yes, uh, before he was Alexander Wolf. In 2017, Walter would make his debut in Evolve Wrestling. Fuck you, Gabe Sapolsky. Uh, people don't forget, you piece of shit. And he would also make his Pro Wrestling Guerrilla <laughs> debut by entering the 2017 Battle of Los Angeles tournament where he was eliminated by Keith Lee in the first round. Man, man meat, slapping man meat there. Just... You guys will see it later <laughs> on, but slapping sweaty man meat is Travis's name <laughs> here. Uh, yeah, I mean, Keith Lee just so devastated about Walter's name change, and look how the tables have turned, yes. Yeah, and, and that's, the bad thing is that we all had such high hopes for Keith Lee in WWE, and it's, it is really sad that it didn't pan out. 
he would go on to have matches against Ricochet and a highly regarded match against Zack Sabre Jr. in a match that was given five stars by that cuck Dave Meltzer in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Fuck Dave. This Meltzer. was in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Um, I added that match to our list because I like Zack Sabre Jr. and I like Walter. So I added that match to our list. Good choice. Yeah, I'm, I felt good about it. In January 2018, Walter unsuccessfully challenged for the Pro Wrestling Guerrilla World Tag Titles with Timothy Thatcher losing to the defending champions, the Chosen Bros. Do you know who the Chosen Bros are? Uh, it's Matt Riddle and... Damn it, I can't remember. He's wrestled for us. Is. He's wrestled for NGW. Uh, I don't know. Fuck. He broke He broke my van window. Oh, uh, Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb, you are correct. Yeah, shout out. That's a funny story. I don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast, but we'll talk about it one day. Uh, Jeff Cobb broke my window out of my van on accident, and he felt really bad and bought me Taco Bell afterwards. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> in April 2018, Walter defeated then Pro Wrestling Guerrilla champion Keith Lee and Jonah Rock, which is Bronson Reed, in a three-way match to win the Pro Wrestling Guerrilla World Championship. I want to talk about this really quick. It's kind of becoming a theme that we're in this period right now of all of these guys who were big on the indies in the late, you know, like 2016, 17s being prominent all over television, not just WWE television, just television in general in 2023. Because, I mean, we talked about Keith Lee. He was prominent in WWE, and he is still prominent in AEW. Jonah Rock, which is Bronson Reed. Matt Riddle, he has just, you know, just left WWE. But Jeff Cobb has been doing huge things for uh, New Japan. Uh, Sabre Jr. Uh, I mean, all these guys are doing Ricochet. big things. Ricochet. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just kind of crazy to me that this time period is kind of a sweet spot because right now all of those guys are on television. And now, you know, there's a new crop of independent guys brewing. And it's, it's kind of cool to see some of them start to get called up, too. It's pretty cool. It's a good time for wrestling, man. That is a very like golden era of the indies before AEW started. I mean, I hate to say it, but like AEW kind of strangled the indies there for a little bit when they were just signing people. I mean, you can give it to WWE for signing people too, but like AEW was trying to build a roster, so they're signing anybody that really has any buzz. So they they were pillaging the the indie scene to get to get a roster. So a lot of the people like you guys at NGW booked and pwg booked and uh people like progress and even uh what's the one there's one up in the northeast that was kind of you know warrior wrestling or something i can't remember there's right. warrior there's defy defy that's the one i'm yeah. thinking more of um but yeah a lot of those people you know they struggled there for a while because one the pandemic but then two the talent pool just got so hard to book anyone from a booking standpoint for us, it was very difficult once AEW started. We've been lucky enough to get some of these guys that um, are still available to work indies, but a lot of the a lot of that talent pool started to kind of drain up, and it, we kind of went through a weird rough patch in NGW, and we're finally getting our you know our footing again. But um, that once again, like the indie scene starting to grow again, and you know I think the pandemic shook it all for a little while, but it's finally starting to get uh, back in the swing of things. So that's always fun for me. Uh, Walter would hang on to the Pro Wrestling Guerrilla Championship until losing it to Jeff Cobb in October 2018. On January 21st, 2019, at NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool, Walter made his WWE debut for the NXT UK brand, confronting WWE United Kingdom champion Pete Dunne. 
The following week, Walter confronted Pete Dunn and Joe Coffey, making his intentions clear for Pete Dunn's championship. On the other side of the ring, Travis, his opponent in this match, and we just mentioned him, Pete Dunn. Peter England was born November 9th, 1993 in Birmingham, England. Dunn began training in 2006 at the age of 12. These UK guys start training at super young ages. Laws are different over there. Must be something. Something's got to be, you know, different because over here, you when you go to wrestling school, you got to sign all these forms and insurances and different things. If you go like to a legit school, they don't really want you until you're 18. Um, but yeah, that that that's the story of UK wrestling, man. Like William Regal started Regal. when he was like 13, 14. Dynamite Kid, same way. Uh, Bulldog. I mean, all these people start super young. Finley. And, and they're already 10, 15-year pros by the time they're 28 years old. Finn, Finn Balor was another one, same thing. Yeah. Um, even Becky, Becky Lynch. Lynch, yep, she was another one. They were they were all – Sabre, Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. was super young as well. Um, it, it's very wild to me. He was fucking 12 years old. That's nuts. Uh, Pete Dunne's first appearance as a wrestler was in 2007 where he first met and wrestled Mark Andrews. Very prominent, uh, Andrews. Uh, great worker. Yep. Very underrated. Yeah, and I have a feeling if the, if NXT UK was still around, like people like him would still, you know, have a job, and hopefully they'll get that NXT Europe or whatever they have planned for that up and running now that the pandemic and stuff is over with. Yeah, he began working on small local shows, largely in community centers around his native Birmingham. He competed under a mask as Tiger Kid until January 2010, when he lost a hair versus mask match. He then retired the character and mask and adopted the Pete Dunn name and began regularly performing in tag teams alongside his kayfabe brother, Damian Dunn. He spent most of his early career working for as many small independent promotions as possible, as well as practicing with Mark Andrews and other friends, training in repurposed boxing rings in a community center in Cardiff during the school holidays. These guys were hungry. They wanted to get better they wanted to get some ring time and i can only imagine how much give a repurposed boxing ring would have yeah they're they're known for being fucking stiff as fuck <laughs> so yeah yeah i would not want to fucking take bumps in that Dunn would become a staple of the british wrestling scene making his debut in 2014 working top promotions like rev pro as we talked about and progress wrestling during his time in rev pro Dunn would win the Rev Pro British Cruiserweight Championship. He would help. He would hold the title, successfully defending it against the likes of Flash Morgan Webster, Legero, Sanjay Dutt, ACH, Speedball Mike Bailey, and one of my personal favorites, Matt Cross, before dropping the championship to Will Ospreay. Think of the names I just said in that. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking wild. And it's crazy, man. Like, a lot of those names were... Prominent in WWE, uh, Will Ospreay is probably one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Getting ready to have a huge contract coming towards him from some promotion here um, in the next few months. But like, it, it's a who's who, man. Like, I think Legero is not really doing a lot now just because of some personal things that happened. Uh, Speaking out, <laughs> uh, yeah, stuff like that. The same thing happened to Travis Banks. So the, a lot of a lot of these guys, man, were big deals on the UK scene and we're featured all over the world. PWG evolve, uh, defy. They were being brought in everywhere. 
Yeah, and um, it's crazy that the speaking out movement. I mean, we we've not really talked about it. I mean, a little bit, but um, it definitely shook a lot of the UK wrestling scene, and uh, a lot of these guys kind of went into um, obscurity just because of it all. In 2016, during his time in Progress Wrestling, Pete Dunne would form British Strong Style with Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. He would win the Progress Tag Team Championships and the Progress World Championship. In early 2016, he would lose a qualifying match against Jack Gallagher in Progress Wrestling for a spot in the Cruiserweight Classic. We talked about that uh, in our Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa Cruiserweight Classic match. Probably the best thing for Pete Dunne was not to be in this tournament at all. Yep, for him to come in uh guns a blazing for nxt uk uh was the better path for pete dunn oh absolutely and i think it, it helped put his name on the map in december 2016 it was revealed that dunn would be one of the the 16 men competing in the two-night united kingdom championship tournament to crown the first ever wwe united kingdom champion on the 14th and 15th of january this would be in 2017 Dunn defeated Roy Johnson in the first round, advancing to the quarterfinals and eventually the semifinals where he defeated Sam Bradwell and Mark Andrews. He would go on to lose in the finals to a 19-year-old Tyler Bate. Great match. Who And it's crazy to think Tyler Bate is still in WWE and he was 19 at this time. And he, so he dude's not even 30. And he's probably working on a, what is it, five, six, seven-year career in WWE at this point. It's crazy. And he, he became a prominent part of the NXT UK brand. Yep. And even later, gold, black and gold, just when him and Trent Seven came in as Mustache Mount. Had yep. a run. Which we've had that match on our uh we've had that match on our podcast as well. Yep. Pretty damn good. Dunn would sign a contract with WWE, which allowed him to continue taking independent bookings with some restrictions. He then became a part of NXT, making his debut in February 2017 against Mark Andrews. He would also have a few appearances on 205 Live. Um, I still remember one Pete Dunn was one of the last wrestlers, a part of NXT that was still able to take independent bookings. And then he defended the UK title, which we'll talk about that. Um, him winning it here shortly. But he defended the title on an indie scene on the indie scene and he got hurt. He got hit with like the belt or something happened. And as soon as that happened, I remember saying Oh man, they are going to make it where indies do not get these guys anymore. And sure enough, they yep. took them where they can they couldn't compete there anymore. Well, and to WWE's credit, there you got to protect your investment, which is the scary thing about AEW sometimes letting people like Moxley have those death matches everywhere. Um, shit could happen, and then you're going to be out of your high paying job, and they're not going to be able to use you on TV, and their investments fucked too. So. Um, I could see why they pull pulled him off the yeah. indie scene. It's a liability, and I get yeah. it. And it was cool that they were letting it happen because when we booked Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano was signed to NXT, um, and then we were one of the last indie shows he worked before that change, where he actually signed a full con and a full on contract for just NXT. So, still glad we got to get, get him. So that's pretty cool. In May 2017, Pete Dunne defeated Trent Seven at a live event to become the new number one contender for the UK Championship. At NXT TakeOver Chicago, Dunn defeated Tyler Bate to win the title, which was later named Match of the Year at the NXT Year-End Awards. That match is on our list. Fucking phenomenal match. It is fucking great. I remember watching that match and just being like, holy fuck. Like, we were texting throughout the whole thing. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's fucking great. 
I remember watching that vividly, vividly because uh, we did a um, we helped a benefit show as one of Lenny's uh, cancer benefit shows, mm-hmm. and we were we uh, we were there in like Johnson City or somewhere I can't remember where we were or we were in Bristol might have been Bristol, and we were driving back and I was watching it on my phone in the car um, while we were driving back. So um, very great match. I, I can't wait to cover that one day. It would be crazy if we got that as our next match. So. Um, I think they'd be pretty good. Dunn would continue defending the title on NXT against Tyler Bate and Roderick Strong. Dunn turned face when he and Strong teamed up for the 2018 Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, defeating Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan in the first round and Alexander Wolfe and Eric Young of Sanity in the semifinals. They faced the Authors of Pain in the finals. However, the match ended in a no contest when Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole of the Undisputed Era attacked both teams. As a result, all three teams faced off against each other in a triple threat match at NXT TakeOver New Orleans, which is regarded as one of the best NXT TakeOvers ever, which acted as the final match of the tournament while the tag titles of the Undisputed Era were also on the line. Roderick Strong infamously would turn on Pete Dunne during the match, giving the victory to the Undisputed Era and aligning himself with the Undisputed Era. This began a feud between Dunne and the Undisputed Era. Yep. Great turn. Yeah. And it, it, everybody was pulling for Roddy and Pete Dunn to win that. And then it just, you knew it was coming because Bobby Fish had been hurt and they've been trying to recruit Roddy and he kept turning them down. And then, then it just, it comes out of nowhere in the match and everybody's like, holy fuck. It was great. The way that they did it was perfect. And, uh, that, that, I, I prefer Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong as a team than Fish and O'Reilly. Yep. And the and the match against Mustache Mountain is a Raleigh and Strong that we covered, yep, and that that's on our yeah we already covered that one. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. At the United Kingdom Championship Tournament event in June 2018, Pete Dunne teamed up with Tyler Bate and Trent Seven as British Strong Style for the first night to defeat the Undisputed Era. And on the second night, he retained the title uh, against the tournament winner Zach Gibson. That's a pretty good match. Um, he retained the UK title. I like Zach Gibson. I like the grizzled young veterans. I like both. The, I like both those guys. I do too. I, I hated when they got put in schism, and apparently they did too. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't blame them. Uh, they, they were a great tag team. I, I enjoyed them very much. In July 2018, the NXT UK brand was established with the United Kingdom Championship being the brand's top title. On the August 22nd episode of NXT. Pete Dunne once again retained his championship against Gibson, becoming the longest reigning champion in WWE at the time at 456 days. On the August 29th episode of NXT, Pete Dunne teamed up with the NXT North American champion Ricochet against the Undisputed Era in a losing effort. Both men blamed the other for their loss. Uh, The two would then have a match for both titles in September, marking the first time a WWE United Kingdom champion faced off against an NXT North American champion. The match ended a no contest after Undisputed Era attacked both men. After numerous attacks in the following weeks, Dunn eventually teamed up with Ricochet and the War Raiders to take on Undisputed Era at NXT TakeOver Wall Games. Wall Games. Where his team would pick up the victory. That's a pretty good match. I I think that one might be on our list as well. I like that one. It's a good one. At NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool in January 2019, the inaugural NXT UK TakeOver event, Dunn retained his championship against Joe Coffey in the main event. After the match debuting, Walter would make his intentions known that he wanted to be the UK championship. On February 23rd, Pete Dunn would say, I want, I want Walter on NXT UK television. So the match was made where it would be 
Pete Dunne versus Walter taking place at NXT TakeOver New York. Leading up to this match, Walter and Pete Dunne would have a contract signing. I have that clip right here. It's not just the WWE Universe that wants this match. I won this match. I am the Bruiserweight and NXT UK belongs to me. Contract is signed. The match is official. Peter. Don't look at me like that. You know exactly I could just reach over, grab you, and put you through that table. But I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that to prove my point. Like I just said, your time is up. And in New York City, the reign of the Bruiserweight will end. Because this title is mine. Travis, that leads us right into this match and this show. The show, NXT TakeOver New York, took place on April 5th, 2019 at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, in front of a raucous 15,697 fans. This is regarded as one of the best takeovers of all time. This show is currently rated a 9.55 out of 10, according to cagematch.net users. Dude, this is... There wasn't a bad takeover around this time. Like they were pumping them out, and a lot of the times the NXT shows were better than the WWE main roster shows. Um, and this is WrestleMania weekend, so you know they're pulling out all fucking stops for this. Dude, I loved it. Like it, it got me hyped because I felt like these guys went out there every takeover with a chip on their shoulders to be like, "Fuck that, fuck you," and follow that. So. Um, I feel like Triple H was definitely, you know, getting them, getting those guys fired up. And I, I mean, I greatly miss it. I enjoy the takeovers now. They've been pretty good lately, um, but it's just not the same. It, it's not the same as what it was then. This brand was so fucking good. And you could put anybody from that show on the main roster and they would have a stellar match. And uh, I really do miss it. I, I, watching this stuff back kind of, it's almost like a like a sour note for me, like a soft spot, but like it hurts at the same time. So, uh, let's talk about these matches. The War Raiders defeated Alistair Black and Ricochet for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Uh, Black and Ricochet won the Dusty Rhodes Classic. That's how they got this title match. This was their swan song in NXT as they would debut. Well, they already had debuted, but they will have their match at WrestleMania the following night for the tag titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's in a four way, but. This was their swan song. Velveteen Dream defeated Matt Riddle for the NXT North American Championship. He retained the title. It's crazy. 
all the controversy with Velveteen Dream, dude had potential to be a huge fucking star. It, it, it's so wild. He was he was just a ball of charisma, dude. And he was only like what 22, 21, 22. The dude had a whole whole future ahead of him man he was he was going to be a fucking star like he was one of the best parts of nxt like him and his just his character and then he could back it up with the performance too so like his matches with ricochet and that whole angle were great oh yes and then riddle man i was i was fully sold on riddle i thought he was great i still thought he was great i mean guy of course has some personal problems which that, that was their big concern when they hired him in the first place but I feel like he had a pretty good run. It could have been better. Mm. But all things considered, uh, he had a pretty good run in the WWE. Uh, <laughs> then we get Walter versus Pete Dunne for the UK Championship. We would get Shayna Baszler defeating Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kyrie Zane in a fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Championship. All four of those women had been uh, have been called up. Yep. Kyrie's like- not there currently, but they, have, they were all eventually called up. Yeah, and this is during Shayna Baszler's like, dominance and she was believable as hell man like she was the one you knew was probably going to kick your favorite's ass but you were hoping that someone would just sneak that win out on her which Kyrie Sane did uh one time you know a couple times but yeah this was Shayna Baszler's era of NXT oh yeah and I dug it too and then the main event which was not supposed to be um this match uh of course the title was vacated because Ciampa had to have neck surgery uh, which he was on the run of his life uh, during that time period. Him and Gargano were having like banger after fucking banger after fucking banger. And he was having great matches with everybody he was in the ring with. I know, he, I think he defended the title against uh, uh, Malik, or Malik, Alec, I can't want to call him Malachi Black, Alistair Black at uh, War Games. Um, and he had some pretty damn good matches. Yep. He, the the blow off pretty much for the Gargano Chompa feud was supposed to be this moment. And they should have got that moment, but that the match we did get was really, really damn good too. Yeah, because weren't they? Gargano was was pretty much heel at this time. Oh yeah, because he was obs- he was obsessed with getting the belt, you know, taking it, you know, getting it from Champa because Champa had taken everything from him and ruined their friendship and all this stuff. So he was like on a war path. Yeah, because Ciampa was NXT champion and Gargano was North American champion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and then um, the injury happened, so they had, kind of had to, to pivot what they were doing, which we got Gargano defeating Adam Cole in a two out of three falls match for the vacant NXT championship. I really thought they were going to put the title on Cole here. Johnny takeover, son. Yep. It was a nice little crowning moment for Johnny. Uh, it was fun to watch him uh, pretty much rise from, you know, a, basically a job guy on NXT to come in the face of the brand. Yeah, he was, he was NXT. He was, he was the heart of NXT as they used to say. So, um, well-deserved moment for old Johnny G. Yeah. And that Travis, we're going to roll right on to our match. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with you. Next generation wrestling is an independent wrestling organization that runs professional wrestling shows in East Tennessee. We have been running shows since 2014 and have featured talented independent wrestlers from all over the world, with our shows being featured primarily on High Spots TV. Follow us on all social media platforms at NextGenTN to find out about upcoming shows. Hello, Wrestling Recommendations listeners. My name is Ryan, one half 
of the Wrestling Purists Podcast, alongside my tag team partner and best friend, Jeff. We are the Wrestling Purists, two guys who share a love for the sport of professional wrestling and have been podcasting since 2020. Our flagship series, The Retro Review, is where we take a show from the past, bring it to the present, and cover it through the lens of a wrestling purist. We also have Pure Talk, an interview series where we welcome talent to the pod to talk all things professional wrestling. We can't talk about our pod and not mention The Shoot, a series where we get together with our good friends, Eddie and Travis, from right here at Wrestling Recommendations and shoot on whatever needs to be shot on. You can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are available. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and all social media outlets at WPPod1. All direct links and more are available at our website, linktree.com slash WPPod1. Come give us a listen as we give a pure take on professional wrestling. And we're back, guys. If you want to watch along with us, you can pull up your Peacock app. You'll search NXT TakeOver. You'll find Season 6, Episode 2. We are going to start at the 1 hour, 18 minute, and 40 second mark. The bell had just rung. The camera is swooping in. Travis, you ready to watch this bad boy? Yeah, slap some man meat. Let's go. Slap and sweaty man meat. All righty, guys. Uh, we're going to say three, two, one, and play. Oh, here we go. Oh, something about NXT TakeOver, man. It is the way they got the ring set up, everything. It just, it just feels special. Just the first thing you notice, man, is just how much Walter has changed. Like his body has changed uh, to where he it, is now as Gun- Gunther. It's funny because the first thing I have in my notes is I put first thing I have to talk about is the body transformation of Walter. <laughs> I yeah. was talking, I was talking with uh, one of the girls I work with and I was telling her about what match we were covering and I was showing her uh, how Walter's chops to people and showing how devastating he was. And I said, you want to see a weird body transformation? Watch this. And she was like, Oh my God. I was like, I know. And it's so crazy because I'm so used to seeing Gunther on television now and we see him here, and it blows your mind of how much weight this man has lost. Oh yeah, and just like his face looked like a, like a, sorry, says like a fat kid in high school. Like he just looked so young in the face. Now he looks more like chiseled, like manly. He's just like a like a fat guy that's going to bully you on the playground. Yeah, um, and good for him. I mean, it's nice that uh, he's got himself in great, phenomenal shape. And, um, man, he's on a, a fucking run right now with the Intercontinental title. Oh, yeah, and not to take away from what he's doing in this time of his career, man, he, he is still a tremendous fucking worker. But, like, now he looks like a champion, like a, the superstar, like, that they would want in the WWE. I mean, he took it serious. He got in shape, and he looks phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, first thing I noticed too is both these guys are not wearing knee pads, and it's a UK oh, yeah. thing, and it drives me nuts. No knee pads, and then uh, <laughs> Walter doesn't have any wrist tape, so it's like oh. two two, two you know year no nos right off the bat. I feel like he he's he's a big dude. I think he would look weird with wrist tape. I'm okay with that. It's the knee yeah. pads for me. 
Yeah, the knee pads, but, I mean, it, like you said, it's a damn UK thing. Yeah, because Tyler Bate doesn't wear them. Uh, Trent Seven didn't wear them. Pete Dunn's in the middle of his little shrug thing that he started doing, um, yeah. which we'll talk a little bit in the aftermath about the uh, the Broser weights. Um, but, man, it like I feel like Walter didn't look as bad because he has the high socks. But it no. just drives me nuts that these guys don't wear knee pads. Like, preserve yourself. Your knees are going to be fucked. I did like it when Pete Dunn had shorter hair. He, he still had the same thing, but he had that the shorter hair. I don't know. I, I never was a fan of his longer hair. Oh, man, they keep selling this fucking chop, too. Like, he's, he's avoiding it. The crowd's waiting for it. And he looks like Gunther's getting frustrated. Pete Dunn is on his 685th day of his title reign during this match. Fucking insane. He was Roman Reigns before Roman Reigns. Yeah, and it was believable, too. Also, fuck this ref. <laughs> he's actually a yeah, good ref. Shitty guy. He's a great ref, but he's kind of a, cu- a cuck in real life. So uh, <laughs> it changes my outlook and everything. What a piece of shit. I just can't believe fucking people act like that. Uh, I want to talk about it too, Travis, because we've talked about it in the past. But NXT UK had probably the most beautiful championship belts ever. And the UK title, to me, is probably like top three favorite designs ever. It's up there with the, with the big gold and uh, the winged eagle. Ooh. Oh, and he finally got them. I loved the UK tag titles. They were like, oh, they're beautiful, fucking beautiful. I loved the UK tag titles. Um, was I was a big fan of the UK title as well. It still had the same shape as the WWE title, but it, it, the design on the inside was just a thing of beauty. Dude, like, I gotta could, tell you, so, so so he's they're starting to, he's starting to do his chops here. And there's people in the crowd high-fiving each other because, like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the match. And, and they even say it on commentary a lot. That this is the match they've all been waiting for. Like, this is the guy they wanted in NXT UK, and he's here, and he's here for the fucking belt. And they can't put that over enough. And also in commentary, I guess signs of things to come, Nigel McGinnis does say something about a guy named Gunther in, this, in his commentary. Mm-hmm. Didn't I heard him say that about. too, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I thought it was my like my brain playing tricks on me. They're doing some nice little leapfrogs and drop downs, and Pete Dunn goes for a clothesline, doesn't do anything. He runs. Walter does a fucking leapfrog <laughs> and a fucking huge <laughs> boot to the face. It's a move or something he does later, and he's like, shades of something Gunther, and I was like, what? Am I hearing? Oh man, this spot is, is fucking great too. Ugh. <sighs> And he's just a big man, and he he's believable. I could look at Walter going in there against anybody. I could look at Walter going in there with Roman Reigns and believing everything he's doing. Him and Brock, which is a talked-about match. But, like, you got to think, man, these guys are not that old in the in, you know just in life, and they're out here putting on matches like this. Hardest part of the ring. It is hardest part of the ring. Yeah, Gunther is uh, – the same age as you. He's a year older than me, so he's only 36 right now. No. Yeah. You gotta think this is four years ago. I mean, so ten, I mean they're 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 putting on great matches for guys their age, man. They're heads and shoulders above some of the people that are their contemporaries in the sport older than they are. Yeah. I do love man, that just, little kick. Like I'm I don't I'm not going down. Fuck you. 
<laughs> boots yeah, like, he's trying to work the knee over to the legs over because he knows Gunther is the stronger guy. So he's going to try to take some of his power away. But then now Gunther is going to start putting some work onto the, the limb manipulation, which they talk about that um, uh, in, in this match. Trying to get the fingers. Uh, Nigel McGinnis keeps talking about it. Uh, um, he doesn't call it limb manipulation. He calls it like. Uh, I can't remember what he calls it. Joint, man- joint manipulation is what he calls it. And I kept popping. So I was like, yeah, that's what we call limb manipulation, baby. Yeah. And then they, oh. the story is him trying to get good. Uh, Cause he's big right around this time of using the finger breaks as his, as his way to tap people out too. So I beat uh, Zach Gibson. So I beat uh coffee. Joe so, coffee. Yep. Yeah. So it's um a big, big part of his repertoire. Oh man, watch him sink in this fucking Ooh. Boston crab too. It is sunk in. Didn't even wait. Didn't didn't even like tease it. Just went right for it. I like it. Yeah, and you can tell these guys have worked together too. Um, that's kind of the cool thing is a lot of these guys had worked together so much on the independent scene. So when they're you know put on a big stage, they've already you know fine tuned themselves. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're confident what they can do with each other, which is never a bad thing. Also, man, shout out to this commentary team. I had forget forgotten that Vic Joseph was the lead announcer for NXT UK, and uh, they let him lead this match. But this this three man group of him, Nigel and Morrow, is tremendous. It is, and Morrow and Nigel together alone are great. But wasn't Vic Joseph on there with Morrow on or not Morrow? I'm sorry, but Nigel McGinnis on NXT UK. Yep, yeah, he was the lead announcer there, and he was also the announcer on Two Hundred Five Live there for oh, a yeah. while too. So, but yeah, that Whatever that's kind of why Vic Joseph he is um, on NXT now. He's the announcer for NXT. That's right. Now. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. My God, with Booker T, I hate him so much. <laughs> Look at this I'm... boot, man. This boot is amazing. Look, uh... oh, oh, I'm I miss Nigel in NXT. I really do. <laughs> If there's one one commentator I could steal from AEW back to WWE, it'd be Nigel. I enjoy Nigel. Um, I even enjoy um, I enjoy Excalibur as well. I like I like his excitement. I don't really care for the gimmick of the mask, but um, I think I think he's pretty good. I like him. I think sometimes he gets a little too like I don't know. Like when he's trying to run down matches, you can barely understand what the hell he's saying. Like he, he could take a breath every now and then. I guess I could say. <laughs> um, I, I found myself. I found myself during this match when I first watched it back. You know, it was the first time I've watched it in a while. I was entranced, man. I was trying to take notes of the match, and I was just like, they had me sold. Like I was like all into it all over again. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like I fucking love this. It's been so so long since I've watched it. I love this. I love the spot here. Oh, just throwing reckless abandon with the um, Inseguri. I will say they get oh. the they get the crowd like the crowd is is waiting to be like pulled into this and like they ramp them up like you could tell they're on that ride with them from the beginning like they didn't blow their load early like they build to a crescendo in this match. Oh yeah, and it's hard oh. hitting from the start. Pete Dunn's gonna go for his uh, moonsault off the second rope to the outside. Beautiful moonsault. Uh, something I noticed too. I don't know if uh, we kind of already passed it. But there's also a uh, a spot when he's doing his chops, and there's the crowd is actively shushing everybody to get quiet for the chops. It is fantastic, yeah. and they also chant NXT, you know, UK. They go UK. They respect yeah. the UK wrestlers. It's amazing. 
Oh, yeah, and this is your smart fan crowd before the AEW, you know, whatever AEW is now. Um, this is the this was their brand before AEW was. So they know who these guys are. They've probably sat in the little, you know, Reseda places like that, watched these guys wrestle, had high spots TV, watched their matches. So they're well-versed in these guys probably before they ever got to WWE. Oh, he's doing some more joint manipulation. Oh, oh they make it look so good. He ste- oh. I thought he was going to step on his hand right there. He does a, he does a flip over. And kudos the, the, the power dude here. Yeah. Pete Dunn, small dude, but he fucking walked him across the ring. I had the same reaction. I just put my hand up when I watched it back the first time. I was watching it back at work and I was like, yes, fuck yes. It was fantastic. Uh, that was a beautiful powerbomb. The ring general. Yeah, he got a lot of, um, there was a lot of uh, he, unnecessary heat because he called him ring comp which is mean, means ring general because of mind yeah. comp. Everyone was like, oh, is he a fucking Nazi and this and that? Um, Pete Dunn does something here too to the outside. I don't think I've ever seen Dunn before or after. He does a foot stomp to the outside off the top rope, and it looks amazing. Good way to blow those knees out. Oh, it looks I, so good. Dude, it's just like when Macho used to do that double axe handle off the top oh. rope to the outside every match. I'm like... How did you not blow your knee out before 1998? <laughs> How did you not do that? It's, that is wild to think about because I, I mean, there was one. Remember the one he does like, like uh, Halloween Havoc '97 off the top of that cage. Yep. Oh, oh dude. my god! It's bad. how do you not blow him out? How do, how do you not blow your knees out? Oh man! I mean, I just love this match, Travis. I mean, I know we're we're kind of talking about it, but like, it, it's it's a good paced match. I yep. feel like it's a match that people want to see. People almost want to see Walter up. Oop, he, oop. he flubs up, but it looked great. It's okay. That's yep. the only little botch that they have. It's not even really a botch. They fixed it immediately. And, oh, he was trying to put that, that like rear naked choke on him. Commentary covered for it, too. It's like, you know, the match is taking its toll on him. Oh. He's not as fresh as he was at the beginning when he did that. It's, but it's like, Everything means something. These guys, have, like you said, have worked each other enough that they they know what each other can do. Look at that. Just put whole body weight on top of him. That powerbomb looked fantastic. And Gunther's like, fuck. It's like, Little oh, things, to beat man. This guy. Everything means something. Like Everything it, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. With, your, with the joint manipulation, with the fingers going for that, trying to chop the man down because he's the bigger guy. Like, it, it makes sense. And they even talk, talk about on commentary how Pete Dunn has has trouble with the guys that are bigger than him. But in actuality, most of his title defenses have been against guys that are somewhat bigger than him, whether it's height or you know body weight. Zach Gibson was probably his most. Joe Coffey was probably yeah. the biggest one. Yeah, and and Zach Gibson was probably most relative to what you know Pete Dunn was. Oh yeah. Besides Tyler Bates, they were pretty evenly built. Oh yeah. Here we go. All these and he's not letting go. He's holding the wrist so he doesn't no, fall he, all the way down. He catches him. He catches It's about to happen right here. He slaps the shit out of him. He, oh, he chops him right in the throat. Look, right. look at his legs. Look at his God. fucking knees. 
just the stomp too. Like he puts him down, just stomps him. <laughs> if he does. Face. Oh my, he's like, I like he's knocked the piss out of him. He's like, oh, you motherfucker. Look at his chest. Oh, just man, fucking beat red. Here. Oh, he fucking slapped him again. Oh, he did it again. He's trying to get him, trying to get him to let go of his wrist and he can't do it. I like it. Uh, I like it when they get into a fight and then they just start throwing like a flurry of like weird, almost haymaker punches. I love, I love that. We'll say the ref not not making him not pull the hair there. Good job, Drake. Up oh, trying to break it by breaking his fingers here. I, so I, I just love it. He could get his fingers anywhere. Makes sense. Yeah, test of strength here. Um, something I noticed. Um, oh, oh, beautiful kick right to the throat. Neck twist. Oh, oh you don't um, see that anymore. Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn's hands. I thought they were bleeding. Goes for a power bomb here. Reverses it. Beautiful jump up in Siguri. They both fall down. I thought Pete Dunn's hands were bleeding, uh, but in reality, um, I think it's like, like bronze, like bronzer. Because if uh-huh. you look at his hands, they're almost they almost look orange. But I thought his hands were bleeding in the middle of the match, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. It's a fake. It's a fake tan. <laughs> he put oh, a little man, too I, much I, fake tan on his hands. Like, look at his hands. You see him? Oh, like, if, yeah. when, you, when you look at his like the palms of his hands, I'm like, did he cut his hands open? Like, is there someone bleeding? Like, what's going on? My wife has used that spray stuff and that Lindsay, and she'll put it, do it when she's in the shower, and it'll land in the shower, and her feet will come out like that dark color because it's you step in it and it just dyes your feet orange or dark brown. He's gonna go for these. Stomps right on the hands. I love oh. it. Simple yet effective. Ooh. Dunn's going to the top here. And that's oh. that's something I need to do, and I've said it before, is just watch NXT UK from start to finish. I mean, because that was one show I didn't watch every week just because it came out like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and then I'd forget to watch it at night. Yeah, I need to go back and watch it as well because I only watched episodes here and there, but I guarantee you there's some really good ones on that show. Oh, here we Ooh. go. He's, he's trying to put him in a rear naked choke on the top rope. Ah, uh, oh, look, there it oh, is. Oh, I love that. He smashed Simple. his hand Ooh. right on the on the ring pose and he's fucking walloped him right in the back. Forward and right in the back of the neck. Jesus Christ. He's like, You ready? One, yeah. two. God Dude, damn. That's just nuts. And, and and that's something else too, man. Like these guys are kicking each other's asses, but they are watching out for each other in this match. Like they're they're taking care of each other, they're making it look good, but they're making sure to not do anything that's overly going to hurt each other. I mean, granted, that could have been really scary. Yeah, um, but he landed very safe. He landed right flat on his belly. They knew what they were doing there, and oh, now man. now Walter's like, "What the hell do I got to do here?" He's pretty much. He's like said he's in the middle of this fucking crazy title run, so uh, you know he's gonna have, he's gonna have to throw the whole kitchen sink at him. Commentary is perfect too because they're like, "Can he do it?" Like they get they get riled up. They they're like, "Walter can't beat him. Pete Dunn's gonna overcome." Like they're super into it just mm-hmm. as much as we are. This is amazing. Oh, ah! look at this! Oh. This is he gets the other hand now. Something I really like about this too. A beautiful German suplex. Similar to what Chad Gable does now with the chaos theory. Look at this crucifix. I love that. Beautiful. One, two. Simple move, but you just don't see it a lot. 
almost into like a bomb. Yeah, it was like a crucifix bomb. That was fantastic. Both men are just fucking out. I, I still can't get over the body transformation. I'm still watching this. I'm like, man, that that doesn't even look like Gunther now. Like it's it's crazy. You gotta give it up to the loop. Was it Ludwig Kaiser too? That dude, dude is he's in shape. ripped, man. Dude is in shape too. And he deserves his little vignettes and promos he's getting now too, because that dude has been right there with Gunther the whole time. Like, you know, just that's great package. Imperium is yeah. and I, fucking great. I like Giovanni Vinci as well. That dude is, yeah. is, is fucking ripped as well. Look at oh. these kicks to the fucking head. Pete Dunn's just walloping Walter right here. I've always liked that spot. I oh, know look at this. <laughs> then the just, I'm going to give it back to you, motherfucker. Nope. He's fucking giving it to him. <laughs> he face washed him on that last one. Oh. oh, and he pulls him in. He pulls him in with the rear naked choke. Oh, flip over. Oh, he's giving a shit oh. out of him again. <laughs> God. Oh, just look at trying, that. That was just beautiful. trying everything. Here it is. This is how he beat. Oh. It's how he beat Mark. Uh, was it? No, Joe Coffee. But look, oh, Gunther's look just. Oh, oh. Sorry. Walter's just so big here, though. He can Look maneuver. Look at his shoulder, dude. Reverse. Oh. You know that's got to be fucking hurting for, for fucking real there on that shoulder. Yeah, it can't feel great at all. Uh, and he makes it to the ropes. He's like, get him the fuck off me. <laughs> get him yeah, off they, me they now. Had, I remember when I first watched this match, they had me because I was like, if there was ever a person to take the title off, it would be Walter. I'm like, but will, will Walter do it on his first try? You know, I feel yep. like they could have led this into another match. You know, Dunn could have stole the win or something like that. Um, I felt like you could always do the whole uh, rear naked choke, r- roll back, one, two, three, win. But I- I'm actually kind of glad they went this route with it. I mean, it sets it sets the tone for what's to come. Like, I mean, it shows you that Wal- Walter's the real fucking deal, which it, it makes it, it lives up to the hype too, because they've built Walter up to be this unstoppable force that has come to take over NXT UK and it makes perfect sense to put him on top. If that's how they're presenting him instead of killing his heat right off the bat. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you hundred percent. So he's going to try to go up here for this fucking splash. This is going to be a big boy splash too. Ah. Oh, and it gets him, gets him right into a triangle. Just the reversals, man, are tremendous. He's trying and, to get the fingers Nigel, again. And, and Nigel, this is how he beat um, uh, Joe Coffey. See, look at his hands. See his fingers? Yep. Um, oh, look at the, I Oof. love that he's doing everything he can to get out of it. He's just throwing punches and kicks just so he could get out of that. Oh, man. It's and Nigel was like, uh, when he had him in that um, triangle, and he's like, watch his shoulders. His shoulders, he needs to make sure his shoulders aren't pinned. He made it feel like, you know, just so fucking believable. So good. And that's where I think Nigel's the best at is that technical wrestling. Cause that, that's what he did in ring of honor that, I mean, he had that ground and pound style too, but like he just knows that British style so fucking well. Well, could you imagine Nigel McGuinness in his prime versus guys like Zack Sabre Jr. Will Ospreay, um, these guys, I mean, it would fucking have been fantastic. Oh yeah. It would have been, he would have probably been one of the biggest stars in, of NXT slash NXT UK. Oh. No doubt. Here we go. Bitter in. He's trying. Oh my God. Oh. Fucking Lariat. Jesus Christ. 
That would have made JBL I, happy. I noticed that they, they, they went to black as if there was a commercial there. And, and Peacock did that the first time I watched it as well. Yeah, that's where oh, they insert okay, their the commercials forearm. for oh. you pores that can't afford nine ninety nine. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Fucking bitter end. No, I don't think he was really kicked out of it. That was a big man One, to do that to you. Two, kick out at two. The crowd fucking erupts, and they start chanting for Walter. They just start chanting Walter. He's just punching so, him in the head right there. Just, just punching him in the head. That's so good. He's like, oh, fuck. Uh, really quick, Travis. Cagematch.net users, what do you think they rated this match out of? I'm going to go nine. I feel like they're going to rate this one high. Dead on. Nine. It's nine out of ten. Uh, most consider this match an instant classic and a brutal outing between the two. They said it's one of the best takeover matches ever. Um, hard to argue. Good match. Oh, yeah. Totally agree with that. Um, I have two uh, Lene Mountie marks of the week, Travis. One is a repeat offender, um, but we'll get to him in a second. F. Blaggy X wrote five out of ten. Bad match, bad workers, slow all the time that went into a two-year reign was wasted for this underwhelming. What? Sl- bad match, slow? Not- what? Is he watching this shit? They're just stomping the fuck out of each other. How is that slow? Like, they built up to a point. Like, I mean, yeah, they were filling each other out to begin with. I mean, getting the crowd invested. But no point of this and, match, I felt like this match was slow. Unless he's just used to high spot matches. I mean... This is and there's some high spots in this. Don't get me wrong, but these guys beat the piss out of each other. This is actually my favorite exchange during the entire match. Is when he's sitting there, he's like, "Fucking bring me your chops, fucking bring them." As he throws the forearms back in, you know, in his face, and he starts saying, "Come on!" He starts puckering his chest out. It's fucking fantastic. He's like, "Come I on!" I don't see how that guy thinks he, this wasted a two-year title reign either. Like, it gives Walter instant credibility for beating Pete Dunn and also gives you rematches for the damn title. Like I, I have n- no idea what this oh. guy's fucking thinking. It's like, come on. It's like, come on. He's, the chops are not even phasing him now. It's so fucking good. I, I got it. I got like, one on, more. Bring it. I got a sentence for that guy. F blaggy. Yeah. Just F, fuck you. Blaggy. Whatever your name is. He um, like he pulls him away, and this is pretty much the downfall of the match. Big fucking boot to the face. Yep. Fucking Catches love it. it. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. F. Blaggy X. You do not understand working. Um. The no. other person, Travis. Uh. Nasty Yaffa. I know we've oh, talked about this guy quite a bit. <coughs> Hall me. of Famer at this point. Hall Jesus of Fame. Mountie Mark. Four out of ten. I'm gonna let this finishing match. We'll talk about it as the match finishes up here. Pete Dunn well, catches him on the top rope. Oh, he's gonna go. He's gonna go to the top here, and he's gonna try to put Walter in a triangle choke on the top rope, which is not farewell for him here shortly. No. Which also McGinnis does point out. He's like, you can't win it on the top rope. Like, I, I mean, I guess. I mean, it, it's a logical way to get to the finishing sequence, but it doesn't doesn't make sense far as trying to. Um, Win the match on the top rope. Unless he's just trying to wear him down and caught him no. on the top rope. Here we go. And he's oh, fucking oof. top. He oh, it's off the oh. second rope. Power bombs him off the second rope, man. Kevin Nash released there. Kevin Nash. Oh, it was so there. good. And that could have been the finish right there. Like it would have been believable that that was the finish right there. But he he has to seal it with a final kiss, and he's gonna go to the top rope here. 
and he's going to jump off, and the crowd's going to lose their fucking minds, and he hits a big fucking splash here. Oh! oh. Just nailed it. One, One, two, three. We have a new champion. The crowd is fucking ecstatic. Look at There's that. A few people saying, oh, my God, I can't believe it happened. Um, it's cool. To, it's witnessing his, history. You know, There's a 685-day title reign, uh, and it's now over. Um, really quick, Nasty Yeffa, 4 out of 10. This was very frustrating. There obviously were plenty of solid bits with them brutalizing each other, but overall, I wasn't a fan of how it went. I really don't want to see Walter wrestle these 50-50 overly long generic NXT epics. I kind of understand it as Pete Dunne is a big star and has been a very dominant champion for a long time. So they didn't want his reign to end unceremoniously. But this was just bleh. What? Dude, it's exactly what you want. You want a back and forth match uh, for a guy that has been champion 685 days. Dude, fuck you. You just sit there and said that the, the match had great spots in it. Then you rate it four out of ten. Like, your fucking match rating doesn't even meet your review. Like, dude, just get the fuck off cage match and just do something else in your fucking life because you definitely, your opinion doesn't fucking matter in the scope of wrestling at all because I, I don't understand. Like, you don't want to see him wrestle an epic match. Dude, that's the whole point. You want to see good fucking matches. Like, no point in this match that I was like, man, this match is too long. Literally, this match flies by to me. Everything leads to another step in the match. Like, I mean, I guess you just didn't like NXT then if you didn't want to see epic matches every fucking month at a takeover. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. th this was a 20-plus minute match, and it did not feel like it. It was it was a fun match from start to finish. Yeah, that, that dude's review just pissed me off. Be honest with you. Fuck that guy. Fuck you, nasty Yaffa. I agree. Fuck you, nasty Yaffa. The aftermath, Travis. Let's roll right on into it. On the May 1st, 2019 episode of NXT UK, after WWE UK champion Walter won his match, he was confronted by Pete Dunne, who wanted another shot at the title. The match was scheduled for the May 22nd episode, where Walter retained after interference from Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel. After the match, Eichner and Barthel sided with Walter, reunited ring comp under the new name, Imperium. Fucking perfect. Loved it. It was great. Pete Dunne would return to NXT in June, rekindling his feud with Roderick Strong and challenging Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship. Pete would remain a mainstay in NXT as he and Matt Riddle were put together as an odd couple tag team during the Dusty Rhodes Classic, in which they would win the tournament and eventually defeat Undisputed Era for the NXT tag titles. We'll talk Broser more about that weights. later. Um, we do have uh, some more matches with the, with the Broser Weights. Um, we'll kind of talk about them eventually down the road. Gunther would go on to have an historic reign as champion, and we will talk more about that also on a later episode as there are more matches from his historic reign on our list. Dragon off. That matches on the list, baby. It is actually one of my favorite matches of all time. It's actually one of the highest rated matches on ringside for WWE. Okay. So it's a great match. Um, Travis, what would you rate this match out of 10? I mean, I think the guys hit it right nail right on the head. Nine, nine, nine and a half. I mean, it's really good. Like, I think the only spot to me that didn't, really makes sense was the ending when he tried to put the triangle choke on the top rope like nigel pointed that out it's like yeah, it really didn't make sense but i get what they were doing it led to the powerbomb spot and everything but um i'd say nine nine and a half man i, I think it's a really great match it's worth a rewatch. 
um, and it asserts the dominance of Walter to come and makes Pete Dunn still look like a fucking star. Yeah, I completely agree. I would say I was I'm I'm towing the line of nine point two five and nine five. Um, it is a great match. Um, I might be a little bit biased because NXT is like it was my brand. I always we always talk about it, it was our brand. This was we never missed the takeover, and um, this was the beginning of Walter's dominance. And now he's Gunther, and he's had the same kind of dominance. I he, it's crazy that this man has only been pinned a handful of times in the WWE. Yeah. It's crazy. Like they have protected him so well. And you don't um, see that shit anymore. No. And, and that's the thing. Like when they went through his intercontinental title defenses, the only one I think he lost was to Gable. And it was by, was it DQ? And then that's or why they, or something, like yeah, that. something like that. Like that's the only match he lost and he still wasn't pinned. Like, you know, it's, it's amazing. Like they have protected him so well. And, I don't know if that's more Vince McMahon booking or Triple H just being adamant. Hey, this is the guy. Like we can make him into a killer. We can make him into uh, the essentially another Brock Lesnar, a beast, a guy that you could believe could beat anyone. So and, and you're there right now. They, they they put him through the Rumble. He has the he's in, he was in the Rumble for like a, an hour and eleven minutes, man. Yeah, he's he's gonna be the guy for a while. Like he's gonna be and, around for a while. And when there was talk too that he was going to be the one to win the Rumble this year, and I'm 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 100 down Seth Rollins Gunther because they have done a very good job of keeping those guys as far away from one another, yep. and I think that's where we're going to end up getting that mania, um, pending the whole Punk thing. I know they they they're talking about Punk not being there, um, but they keep throwing hints out there, so it makes you wonder. Yeah, I and they're not going to come right out and tell you they're signing Punk, man. They want it to be a surprise. They. They want that element of surprise back in wrestling, and I generally miss that. So, I mean, if they can do that and keep most of us, you know, on the edge of our seat about what's going to happen, I'm all for it, dude. Surprise me. Thrill me. Yeah, thrill me. Um, man, this was a fun match. It, it really took me back. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I highly suggest you guys go out of your way to watch this match or watch along with us uh, when we drop our watch along on Saturday. Um, Travis, it's that part of the show where we get to spin the wheel and make the deal for next week's match. Guys, if you're new to the podcast and you've never checked out one of our episodes, uh, myself and Travis have put together this list, the wrestling recommendations list. Um, there, there are over 300 matches still on the list, even though we've done, this is our 55th match we've covered. Um, and it pretty much covers the last 40 plus years of wrestling. It goes from 1977 all the way to, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, or actually maybe even sooner than that. It's hard it's hard to keep up with how long we've been putting matches on there. But they feature matches from the WWF, WWE, WCW, NWA, Ring of Honor, AEW, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, UWF, which we just covered last week. Great match. Great. We didn't really get to talk about that. Shout out to Jim Ross uh, liking our, uh, our tweet. Um, nope. But it pretty much covers everything. NGW, the show I'm involved with, there's some bangers on there too. Um, they're on the list. So what we do is we take that list and we put it into a randomizer, uh, the Wheel of Names, the Wheel of Destiny. We spin the wheel, and whatever it lands on, that's the match we cover next week. So, Travis, what do you think we're getting this week? Man, I'm going to continue the uh, uh, British wrestling scene. I'm going William Regal again. I am going to go TNA. TNA, which is coming back, baby. 
It is. Yeah, the match we just added. I added uh, um, Osprey versus Mike uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. I also heard that Shelly and uh, Josh Alexander wasn't bad either. I love me some Josh Alexander. Uh, there's a Josh Alexander Davy Richards match from NGW that's Jack on our Squad. list, and it's a good one. Davy Richards Jack Squad. It's a throwback. All right, we're gonna spin the wheel. Let's see what we get. Spin the wheel. Make, make the, deal. the deal. Spin the wheel. Make the deal. Which is funny because tonight, as we're recording, is Halloween Havoc for NXT. You are correct. All right, it is stopped. Wow. This is a relatively new match. We're going back to NXT, baby. Again, let's ride. This is from NXT Television. This was almost a year ago, a little over a year ago now, from October 2022. What do you think it might be? Oh, man, I, I, uh, I don't know. Unless it's, I really don't know. Time frame is a little weird. Axiom versus Nathan Frazier. Hell yeah. I think I, I, threw that, I, let's say I threw that match on there. Um, it's actually a really good match. It's NXT TV. I think they're doing like a best of three series three? for a title, mm-hmm. some kind of title shot. Um, but yeah, they, they are two, two unsung heroes of NXT, which I do like the NXT fact is they rotate guys in and out and keep, keep stuff fresh on TV. And then they'll bring this guy back or they'll bring that guy back. So um yeah i i am i'm a big fan of those two guys i i really like those two guys and i feel like their future is bright not only in nxt but on the main roster yeah i'm trying to remember if this is match number three or if this was match number two i can't remember which one it is but i i know these guys are great fun fact i met nathan frazier uh at ngw he showed up with somebody else um, he is fresh off the boat. He was from uh, over from the UK. He was staying here. Um, he was playing soccer here, I believe, is the reason why he was here. And he came in with another guy, Jaden Newman, who uh, who's kind of uh, relevant in the indie scene around uh, this area, Chattanooga, like the Georgia, uh, Tennessee area. Um, but this kid walks in, and um, he, he goes by Ben Ben Carter, and. Um, we walk in. This is with the show we did, Turf Wars in Knoxville, and Glenn Jacobs Kane was there because uh, he was always out that way because uh, Doctor Tom and him have the had the wrestling school out there, and he was in there. And, you know, he was super nice there, buddy. Shook everyone's hand, and I inter- got introduced to him uh, to Ben and Nathan Frazier, and we're like, "Hey, man!" Me and Cody walk up to him. Hey, man! <coughs> Excuse me. Hey, man! Um, when you go in there, Kane's in there. Um, he's losing in the polls. He's really fucking mad right now. So be sure just try not to bother him too much, which was not the case <laughs> at all. So he walked in there like walking on eggshells. It was the funniest thing. And we we're like, well, we're just fucking with you. So he's a great dude. Um, he was slated to wrestle for us in 2020. And then uh, the pandemic happened. Um, he was supposed to come back. And then shortly after he got signed. So I'm looking forward to talk about that. Um, Axiom, who was a kid. I'm excited to talk about him because he's another NXT UK guy. Um, I'm, it gets me excited. I'm really excited about it. Oh yeah, man. And like, it's like you were saying, just tons and tons of talent there. And it just seems like a, you know, like two guys that really just want to do well in wrestling and make it. So it's uh, going to be good to highlight two guys, two, two fresh face guys at that too on, on the pod. Yeah. I just researched it. It is the, the third match of the best of, of three. So, uh, and this is the time in NXT um, UK when they are NXT. Um, They're starting 2. to come 0. back. They're starting to come this back. Is, 
yeah, this is still NXT 2.0, but you're starting to get to the end of that little run. Um, so this is kind of a highlight of the 2.0 uh, version because it was wild when it all happened. I think we might talk about NXT 2.0 uh, as well in that little uh, next week. So I'm excited to talk about that. Oh yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. It'll be a great time. It's gonna be a good time. You're gonna have you're gonna have a bad time. Um, Travis, what you got for me? Uh, nothing much, man. You know, still selling stuff on the eBay's over there at TGL The Man 12. Um, just uh, trying to clear out some more stuff in the garage. Get ready. If you need some stuff for your wrestling stuff for your holiday season, be uh, sure to check me out over there. Um, shout out to the guys at Bleeding John. Apparently, Moxley's back, baby. Um, came back at Collision Battle of the Belts. Um, did not bleed. Saw those guys did put out an announcement for that. Uh, it looks like the they will be ramping it back up here soon. Um, also shout out to guys, the rest of purists. We, uh, we were supposed to record this week, but I don't know if they're going to, cause of Jeff's soccer schedule, uh, I was supposed to do Halloween havoc 1998. So get to see that terrible Hogan warrior match yet again, do get to see Goldberg and DDP, but that's about the highlight of the card. The rest of the stuff kind of sucks, especially the uh, yeah. whole Jeff or not Jeff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell, Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner shit. It's so he an astro. Uh, he's an astro. He is an astro, which they lost last night. Fuck the Rangers. Um, and just uh, you know, shout out to our friend and friend Brandon Alene from Canada A. He put out his uh magazine for Rants of the Black Lodge, uh, volume one. Be sure to go over to ranarmy.com if you'd like to buy a copy. Me and Eddie have an article in there about Hell in a Cell, uh, with the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, Bad Blood, nineteen ninety seven. Um, I, he had to edit it down. I wrote a lot or way too much and hopefully we'll be, uh, in another one whenever he decides to put another one out. So we're going to keep with the horror theme. So you may see if we're involved with the next one, a top five, top 10 list of Halloween havoc matches, uh, from WCW era. So, um, but you know, man, that's about, uh, that's about it for me. Yeah, guys. Uh, Definitely check us out at Wrestling Recommendations on TikTok and Facebook. That's where we do our watch-alongs, where you can watch the entire match as we do our commentary over it on our Facebook page, on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it these days, uh, Wrestling Recom, R-E-C-O-M-M. As Travis was talking about, uh, Rants on the Black Lodge, uh, we're going to be on an upcoming episode. Travis, he already announced it November 1st, um, which is coming up. It will be in about a week um, We're gonna as we're recording this. Um, where we do wrestle rant, wrestle rant rumble, wrestle rant rumble, it. um, yep. where we take, we take 16 guys, um, that were never world champions and, um, do it in a tournament style and see who, you know, we argue who we think should have been, a, should have been a world champion who should have had the title. Um, it gets pretty good towards the end. There's some hard decisions for us in that tournament. I also drink, uh, I think four, three out of four Stone Cold uh, American Lagers while we were doing this and a Red Bull. I was so, I was I so still- bummed because I was taking my cough syrup around then. I didn't want to drink that and that and get like a weird buzz and like pass it, out. It's a it's a really good tournament, man. We we had some compelling arguments and uh, there were some really tough decisions, some flip flops we made there. So um, I hope you guys enjoy that. Also, you know. Over there on the Twitter and stuff, if you guys want to suggest some matches for us, if maybe they are already on the list, you never know. But uh, feel free to suggest some shit. We'll we'll add it to the list if it's already on there. So feel free to tweet at us and yell at us if you don't like our suggestions. Yeah, man. Um, 
But that's all we got right now. NGW is pretty much done for the year. Definitely check out NGW uh, at NextGenTN on all social media platforms. Uh, get the High Spots uh, TV app um, and watch all of our shows on there. Our past show is on there um, where we made the news with Dirty Dango and Breeze taking on Penta El Zero Miedo and Matt Cross. Um, but until next week, Travis, when we get our very first and maybe only NXT 2.0 uh, match, Nathan Frazier versus Axiom. I'm Eddie, and this is Travis, and we'll talk to you then. Bye.